Welcome back, Stevie Content, to the Bad Signal Podcast. It is week nine of the NFL. How did this happen? We could say that, but I could sound like my Jewish aunt asking me, how can this happen that you called me? It's once every three years. That happened actually today. (laughs) I, I forgot my aunt's birthday and I called her today and she's like, are you among the living? That's that's what like a, Italian and Jewish, that's you know, the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same shit. We're caught from the same cloth. Welcome into another episode of the Bad Signal Podcast. Stevie Content has been on his um, revision of his honeymoon. Well, it was a one year anniversary. One you know? year anniversary. Congratulations. One year anniversary yeah. for Steve being on the podcast. So congrats. that's true too. Wow, congrats. two of them. Big, wow. big. Wow. Big time of year. Big time wow. Of year. Big time of year. Um, Steve, I am I am blessed and welcome to tell you that uh the blue toilet water in my toilet is gone. That's solid. That's a uh, that's big news. Huge news. Um, how was your travel situation on the flight on the way there? Did you have a lot of people that were pissing you off in the security line? Because everyone that listens to this podcast knows that Steve gets real pissed off with all the people in the security line that don't know how to travel, which by the way, me too. Oh, Hey, um, you know, Oh, am I supposed to take out these eight water bottles of, um, you know, Fiji water in my pocket. And, uh, you know, I, I forgot that I had a couple snacks and in my uh, shirt pocket. It, it was definitely I, I, I was just like, how have you, have you never known how to travel? No, Come on, people, Come no, on. they're people are just, people are awful. Um, Going there, people are awful. People are awful. Welcome Go- to almost 2023. People are terrible. On the way there, we were like, because we have clear. So I have clear too. And when I was at LaGuardia in the morning, I had a flight at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., one of those. Um, there were more people in the clear and, um, what is what's the other one? Oh well, TSA pre-check is, is TSA co- pre-check is and clear. There were more people in that line than there were in the regular line than there were in the regular line that people just have clear no TSA pre-check and TSA pre-check is line. TSA pre-check is toast now. Like everybody knows about it. The, the clear we 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 saw the the TSA pre-line. It was like wrapped around the airport. We flew out of Newark, by the way. Newark is. The only good thing about Newark is the pickup situation. Like when you get home and land and you get picked up, that's the easiest pickup situation, but it's the worst airport to fly out of. It's horrific. Um, the security, not line, only, not only the, the fucking Uber that it costs like a hundred dollars from the city. I know you live in Jersey. City. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's like 30 bucks. No, still no. Expensive. Like the Uber, the Uber from Jersey city or wherever I think I had to fly out of, out of Newark to go to Puerto Rico or one of these places. And I was like, never again, $120. $120. What time did they get? Yeah. We got, I mean, it was, was it was a 7 a.m. flight. That's crazy. 7 a.m. flight. I was living in the East village. I had a 7 a.m. flight, I think to Sarasota for my friend's wedding now divorced. So, I mean, like, we'll, we'll just say that we'll say that we'll leave it at that. It started, see, it started off. It didn't start off good from the the Uber $90 Uber. From the East Village at 5.30 in the morning because no. of that fucking Lincoln Tunnel shit. Yeah, it's oh, it's awful. It's awful. Newark's terrible, terrible. But going through security wasn't really that terrible. But what was the most terrible was boarding the plane 
that they made a line like people they made a line and i'm like we're like walking up and we're like what group are you and they're like five i'm like get the get out of the way like they're your seat's gonna be there what are we doing what are you doing get Steve, out of the way Steve, like, Steve, i just gotta say like i strive for the day i will bring and hire a full camera crew for the day that this podcast signs onto a major major network and and we fly private and, well, pri- and i, no, I, I want to just watch steve fly <laughs> through the fbo and like fly through the FBO security where they don't touch his bag and they don't touch his water bottle and they don't give a shit if there's any vodka or any liquor in there. Like Steve's just going to clear through everything and he's going to be like, this is the greatest thing ever. That, that is the, that's the dream. <laughs> it's called, it's called PGL private jet life. That's the, oh that's, the that's the goal. Oh my like God. my blood pressure as I go through security and onto the plane, just like just keeps right it just steady rise so oh my god it's ridiculous oh, but other than that it was other than that it was good coming home though think about aruba it's weird because like you go through customs in aruba and if you don't have global entry you are screwed we have global entry so we okay have two, so i need global entry you need global entry so we were coming okay. home global entry the line to go through regular customs had to be like two and a half maybe three hours we were one of we were two of four people in the global entry line and we just went right through we saw people on the line we went through the first round of security with these people and when we were boarding like almost three hours later when we were boarding we saw them just get through i was like this is crazy so um don't get tsa pre-check seriously don't get tsa pre-check get global entry Clear is the best $120 if you Ever. are a Delta member. Ever. If you are literally, if you're a Delta subscriber and you have Delta points, it's $119 for the year. It is the best $119 you could ever spend. And if you have an Amex, you get like 65 back. Oh, yeah. No, I am in more, more than that. It's crazy. Um, so if you airport- use it once, it's worth it. No, I mean, but like, not even that, like I look for sometimes at certain terminals that they don't have the clear at certain terminals. But for example, at Miami International, um, the terminal where they have American Airlines, it's like Terminal H, which sometimes the line can go almost two hours, like if it's Thanksgiving or a major holiday. Um, but you can go to terminal J, which is next door, which is also connected to terminal H. You can go through clear and then just spend 10 minutes walking back to your, to your gate. It's perfect. Yeah. So listen, I'm sure, I'm sure that if you came here for the bets, you didn't realize you'd get a little, uh, airport etiquette. That's right. Every episode. That's it. (laughs) Every episode on bats in the podcast. Well, um, we have a huge. Game five of the World Series. I didn't realize they were banging this out so fast. They I wanted. Also I, I also don't realize that like it's it's November third. <laughs> you know, like well, the I'm season like, started two weeks late. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's November third. We got a game five. Game four was last night. Uh, second combined no hitter in Major League Baseball history. This on the back to back of the night before where uh, the Phillies hit five home runs. 
there were a bunch of ridiculous parlays with um, various members. I think there were two parlays that FanDuel had where people hit um, three Phillies members and then four Phillies members. I mean, one of them hit like for a hundred dollars, hit a hundred thousand. Saw that crazy. It wasn't me, by the yeah. way, just so yeah. we know, it wasn't me. <laughs> Listen, Steve, Steve is all about the, uh, the parlay boost on all of no, the, no, no. No, not no. So, all right. So, the, yeah, let me let me explain know, myself. You know, I'm being wildly sarcastic. Let so me let me explain please myself. Please explain yourself. Let yes. me explain myself. So, everybody, this is what I've realized. Everybody, when you go on Twitter, wants to tell you how to win money on sports betting. Everybody most tells of that. You. Most of that is like, I don't want to knock on the Dan Levitard show, but most of that is like the Dan Levitard show that has to promote some DraftKings boosts and they promote yeah. certain boosts. Yeah, like and- most of that is that. Yeah. And now everybody goes on and tells you like how to win money. So I started two days ago, just going on Twitter and typing how to lose money on sports betting. And then just giving like a stupid tip on how to lose money on sports betting. And today's was bet every, every boost the sports books give you. Yeah, like, no, you're, you're not original Sam Panatanovich. And if I'm pronouncing, mispronouncing his name wrong, um, who's been on this podcast a million times. He works for Nesson as well. He talks about all the boosts and he he will clown every show sports boost. And we are not giving you sports boosts here, no, but we no are boost. giving you the availability to go on Better Edge on betteredge.com slash Courtney and listen, get on the platform. If you are listening to this podcast and you need help on how to bet on Better Edge, please send me a DM. If I don't answer the DM because it goes to like my ultra, ultra private DMs, go hit me up, tweet at me, Courtney Fallon underscore. I will help you. I have made 10 times my money this year. It's week nine. I've already cashed out a thousand dollars on better edge and I'm not kidding. There's um, no juice. I'm, I'm being dead serious. Um, I've already got Houston plus 13 tonight. Um, you know, because 80% of the money is on Philly's Money line is on Phillies uh, to cover 14. It's a spread. I've already got that number covered. So um, hopefully we can make some money tonight. But yes, betteredge.com slash Courtney. Um, we also got some, some. I mean, prop parlays, all that stuff. Prop parlays, prop parlays. Prop bet parlays. Prop bet parlays. Um, we don't call it parlay on underdog because technically it's not sports betting. It's fantasy sports, but with real money. Um, so, uh, we got one of those lined up as well. So go check out the Twitter feed, but Steve, this game tonight, the Eagles undefeated against the Texans, Brandon cooks, how much of a little B is he, that he is like pissed that he didn't get traded and he is not playing tonight. This is where can, where can Brandon cooks end up playing? Uh, nowhere with an attitude like that. I mean, but like he played with the Patriots. He's played with he's played with just about everyone. Maybe he's just gonna pull a Calvin Ridley, go out with mental health, and then just bet on his team. I'm so shocked that Kyrie Irving hasn't said, "Oh my God, this whole issue is giving me mental health. I'm gonna go uh, take an exodus." Go. Two more losses. It's coming. Don't worry. About I that. I can't. Um, that's that's something for another day. Yeah, that's another going, episode. But no, Brandon Cooks. Did you see? Actually, BetMGM tweeted this. It was hilarious. It was like that screenshot that someone posted a while ago. It was like 
of the cell phone screen, the text message. It was like manager. And it was like Brandon cooks to the Texans tonight. And it was like, Hey, we could really use some extra help tonight. We're short, short staffed. And he goes, yeah, I bet you could. That's crazy. Good luck though. That's crazy. Bye. (laughs) Like, what are you you doing, dude? Like he's mad. He didn't get traded. Boo hoo. Like you don't, you're not playing for a contract. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, well, the, the numbers in this game are pretty interesting because the Texans cannot stop the run, period. They're the worst rushing defense in the NFL. However, the Eagles are not that much far behind. I will say that. Like, they are not much far behind. And when I say not much far behind, I'm saying bottom top 10. And they also had Jordan Davis, who has been amazing, the rookie um, defensive tackle. He is now on injured reserve for the time being. Um, So the Eagles have allowed 4.9 yards per carry. Um, Damian Pierce has tore up certain teams as of late, Um, you know, and, and obviously like they're going to be running the ball because they're far behind uh, because obviously the Texans are going to be running the ball because they're going to be playing from behind. So, I mean, this is a very interesting matchup in terms of how much miles Sanders is going to get, how much my Jamie, how much Damian Pierce is going to get, um, and how much the Eagles are going to jump out to a lead because they're one of the best first half teams in the NFL this season. Um, to me again, I will toss this to you in a second, but I'm just kind of giving out some numbers. The, the public is heavily hammering the Eagles, obviously undefeated team. Um, but when you see something like 80, 85% on, on money line and spread for a spread, that's almost two touchdowns. Something in me says that uh, the underdog is going to cover because, um, you know, underdogs against the spread on on primetime games are 70 and 52 all time, Um, 14 and 10 against the spread this year, especially in these uh, these 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 dog shit games. Excuse me. Yeah, I I, I can I I, I can I can say that some of these games are dog shit. (laughs) No, total, total dog shit. let me think here. There's no value on the Eagles money line, like the minus 750. I no, no, honestly, and and I I don't even want to say I I pulled a Steve. I will still remember like the biggest losses that I've pulled on certain games. Um, I bet two hundred dollars on the Patriots to win to beat the Bears the other night because I knew that I wanted some money. I can remember a game last year that you told me on the 49ers were going to win. And I put $200 on that and um, I lost. So um, my biggest advice to all the betters out there is just don't bet money line on this game. No, do not bet the money line. Now, I guess <laughs> you like how I suddenly slided you. <laughs> yeah. just like blaming me. I, had I thought, to, like, I thought you were like, going to say, like, don't do what Steve tells you to do. I thought that's where that was going. No, I mean, but like, really don't tell you what to do. Don't do what Steve tells you to do. All right. I'm not telling you to do anything here. I'm just giving advice. Um, I don't know. You take the points. I guess you can take the the four. It's fourteen on Fanduel right now. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the show, but it's fourteen right now. No, uh, I know you. You can say whatever you want. So it's fourteen right now. Shout, shout out, Greg. He, yeah. Listen on Better Edge, they do show all of the other lines on all the networks. Fanduel. Um, well, they have better numbers bet. too because there's no juice on there, so you're yeah. definitely getting better numbers there. Um, now, on the other hand, I feel like. 
I feel like I'm staying away from all points and like overs or anything. And like everyone tells you to bet the under, but then everybody tells you all oh, primetime Thursday night, bet the under. And then all of a sudden it's like they it's like the totals at like 30 in the first quarter. Primetime like, unders have been 16 and nine. So every two out of three primetime games have gone in the other. That's 66%. Now, I guess the question here is what prop like we talked about the props you liked. I'm only on one prop for tonight. Okay. I'm on Miles Sanders over 79 and a half rushing yards. It's a minus mm-hmm. 113. I'm sticking to that. Why am I sticking to that as my prop? Because A, I don't really love anything in this game. Like they they smashed the football to AJ Brown last week. Like they just fed him yep, every I'm play. Fading, I'm fading him on like, my on my underdog parlay. I got uh I got Devontae Smith instead of AJ Brown. Because I mean, listen, like you you could you could find a situation, Steve, where they're resting guys. Right. Like it's a short week. And, like, it's a short week. You're playing a bad team. They might not even, like, Jalen Hurts might not have to actually throw the football at all tonight if you realistically, like, this Texans team is terrible. Like, yeah, he'll throw a little bit. I know he'll throw a little bit. But, like, maybe he throws, like, 15, 16 times tonight. And it depends. What is he going to get from that? What are the receivers going to get from that? I think he'll probably throw for, like, 180. Mm -hmm. 180, maybe one touchdown. But they're going to run the ball down the Texans' throats tonight. And that's going to be it. And the Texans, this is what I've noticed. They started the year battling and being in games, and that has slowly faded. So I don't know. I I think the Eagles run away with this one, but I do still think they cover. I think it's like a 12, maybe like a 12-point game. I think the Texans will cover. But um, my only bet is Miles Sanders over rushing yards. You might If you throw in an anytime TD for him too, you get a little plus money. But other than that, I'm staying away from everything. That's it. This game scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Miles Sanders, 19 red zone touches on the year. That's ninth overall. He's got four touchdowns in his last four games. Um, I am I am absolutely putting Miles Sanders uh, for a touchdown as one of my props. I'm sure that that is uh, probably minus 131, minus 140 at your local book. However, on my underdog parlay, are you ready for this? Let's hear We're it. We're talking about um, Jalen Hurts and the underpassing yards. I got screwed on the underpassing yards the last time that I played an Eagles primetime game on one of my underdog parlays. So I'm gonna go my uh I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts under 28 and a half passing attempts. Because I'm assuming that's a good call. It's a great call. Then I'm assuming that either Miles Sanders or Jalen Hurts, I mean, like, or Gardner Minshew might even take some snaps. I mean, like, oh if God. this is a blowout. You go over his his uh, passing attack. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not I'm serious. I'm serious. Like that's something to consider. So Jalen Hurts under 28 and a half passing attempts. Miles Sanders for a touchdown. I'm fading AJ Brown. Correct, AJ Brown. I'm on that one. I'm okay, with you on right, that one. Right, we're fading AJ. We're fading okay. AJ Brown. We're fading AJ Brown. Um, and I'm gonna go over Devontae Smith four and a half receptions. Davis Mills passing yards. His number right now is at 217. I looked up at his numbers and I would say about two thirds of the time he passed for about 230, 250. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tap that into my pick five entry for underdog fantasy slash Courtney. If you want to go, <laughs> can play uh there you go. play the same, play the same parlay. Um and Damian Pierce. Higher than 16 rushing attempts. He has had he has had over 21 touches per game on games 
that are non-competitive blowouts. So it's not like, okay, it's not like garbage time touchdowns. It's not like, this is not garbage time numbers that were rolling up. Um, you know, he, he's a workhorse. So I can see him getting more than 16 touches a game if uh, Davis Mills is struggling. But, I mean, 217 passing yards is not that bad. And well, I feel like Brandon, what... Cooks, Brandon Cooks is out, and I didn't want to put any, any money on Kiami Fearborn. Who? Fearborn. Who? Who was that? Kiami Fearborn. Fairbairn. Uh, yeah, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Fairbairn to, uh, to kick a one-and-a-half field goal. So – that is my complete five pick five parlay. If you want to go to underdogfantasy.com, enter the code Courtney. We will double your deposit. Uh, Steve was lucky enough to do that as well. I was lucky enough to do that. I put in 50, got 50 back. So I had a hundred to play with lost it. Cause I stink at fantasy <laughs> sports, but it's fine. Listen, so I won a parlay last week. I won. I won. So Yo, I, I won a parlay. I, I finally, I finally cashed one. I finally cashed one. Like, I think that the biggest key in all of this is putting insurance on this. So if four out of the five hit, then I'll get half of my money. But if all five hit, I mean, I put $20 on this. I'm I'm looking to cash in on $400. My brother-in-law does that because he's, he's, he lives right near you, but he, he texts me with the, with the underdog stuff. And he's like, he's like, what do you think about this, this, and this? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know because I'm, I suck at fantasy, but like, He's like, I'm just going to put insurance on it. He's like, if I hit like three out of four, I get money. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the he's like, the then he's like, escape. he's like, hey, the insurance I hit. I'm like, yeah, that's good. The insurance. Like, you know, I, I learned, I learned that from one of the underdog managers. He was like, listen, you got always got to hit the insurance. Hell Me, yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck it, it's all or nothing. But if I hit the it insurance, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. If it, if you hit three out of four, then you get your money. And if you hit all four, you still get the most money. Um, that you are asking for. So, right. If I tell you how many parlays I've missed by one leg in the last like three weeks, yeah, you'd be right? flabbergasted. I wish right? I had insurance. Right. It just takes Although, all- I will say this. What? When I was in Aruba, I gave out on Parlay Friday before I, I pre recorded it before I left. Parlay Friday, I gave out a parlay called the Orange Crush Parlay. It was like Oklahoma State, Syracuse, and another team in Orange. Oh, Tennessee. It was Tennessee to beat Alabama, and then it was Syracuse and Oklahoma State. I gave that out, and that hits. That hits while I'm away. So I can't even, like, tweet about it. can't even really do anything about it. I haven't you hit can, it. That's, you can you can brag about it here. Yeah, I'm bragging on, on here. Okay. That was, that, um, it was the best name and the best hit I ever had in my in my career. In your in your Parlay Friday career. In Parlay can Friday we, Can career. we talk about um, – Futures for Tennessee to win the national championship because I'm I'm kind of thinking I was thinking about this the other day I was like I kind of want to consider Tennessee futures they have low they have like good odds right now like they're plus okay. eight hundred plus eight hundred I want to talk about it we could talk about it on another podcast but we got to talk about a bunch of week nine games and there Let's are go. three games that are over double digit spreads including the game that we just talked about on Thursday night. Um, the second game is the Chiefs. 12 and a half point spread against the Texans. Uh, Malik Willis. Who are, they, who are they playing? Tennessee Titans. They're t- playing the Texans. And uh, uh, Malik Willis was the starter for the t- Malik Wolf was the starter for the Tennessee Titans. Listen to my podcast with me and Marcus Mosher. We texted John Robinson, the GM of the Titans. And I said, 
hey, J-Rob, why don't you play that kid Malik Willis? Because I think Brian Tannehill is uh, a bog of trash. And, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> He responded. I don't think I got the response on the podcast. So I'll just say right here. He was like, yeah, that guy's got a wicked arm in this. And I was like, John, um, it's four o'clock. Like how much bourbon are you drinking? <laughs> and, you're, and you're still talking to me. Like I live in Boston. And he's like, yeah, he's got a wicked good arm. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like Ma Ma Malik, Malik Wallace not only has a wicked good arm, but he also controls the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, you could tell last week when he was like having the ability to possibly run the ball. I mean, like the potential of him scrambling out of the pocket had defenses kind of, um, kind of hesitating. Tannehill has been limited to this. Uh, do you give the Titans a chance? Um, I, I, I just think the Titans to me, no one believes in the Titans. They were a number one seed in the playoffs last year. And, um, they were an, a double digit underdog in week two. They've had a five-game win streak, and now they are a double-digit underdog this week. Um, to me, for the Chiefs, it it's kind of just gives me some worry just because of their run game um, and the ability to uh, to run the ball and how, how poorly they've been in stopping the run. A lot of young guys on that side of the ball. You know, I, I think that the Titans, this could have the capability of the Titans' backdoor cover. So for me, it's a, it's a Titans or nothing game. Yeah, I'm like, all right. So here's the thing. Malik Willis, what, threw the ball six times last week? The Chiefs, this is shocking, have the third best rush defense in football. However, they're third to last in pass defense, which scares the hell out of me because I don't think, and I mean, Tennessee is like bottom 10 in passing defense as well. I just I don't know. Like, do you think like it's a bad passing defense, the Chiefs? But like, can Malik Willis exploit that in any way? Um, I I just I just think at this point of the season, I know like we're not we're not eyeing January, but we are in November. We're gonna get to those that 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 part of the season where some teams are double digit um, favorites, and the other team is kind of trying to save for the postseason. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying in that sense, but they're not going to give their all to uh, to beat down a team by 30 points, 20 points, if it's not um, absolutely necessary or it's easy for them. So I just think, at least at this point, I don't know. The Titans, to me, seem like that team that everyone in the league is overlooking. Yeah, I agree with that. I Also, I got burned on something like this last year. Um it was actually the Chiefs. They they were like 14 and a half point favorites against the Jets last year. And everyone's like, and everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs, like, they don't cover spreads. They haven't covered they they haven't Yeah, no, they were weeks. terrible at covering the spread. And then they beat the Jets 38 nothing. Like they beat it, they just pounded them. Like, I'm like, I don't, but I mean, I know the Titans aren't the Jets, but they do have a rookie quarterback playing. I don't know. That scares me. I, I don't know. I mean, Derrick Henry could also run yeah. for like 250 and three touchdowns and it could be a game. They have to run the ball, though, because they, they need to keep Mahomes off the field. Yeah. Yep. Which I hope they don't because he's on my fantasy team, which is still somehow in it. <sighs> oh, 
We'll talk, about I, Steve's, we'll talk about Steve's fantasy team another time. The Vikings, are they the most overrated 6-1 and one team that you have ever seen? They are uh, traveling to Washington, Tyler Heineke. Uh, they are getting some juice. They are forgotten. getting some juice because Terry McLaurin caught a last second. Sp- I mean, first of all, uh, John Dotson, I, I know, I don't know his status this week, but Terry McLaurin, last second um, touchdown catch to beat the Colts. Uh, Minnesota's laying three and a half on the road, but um, surprisingly, I mean, like the the Washington Commanders and their jerk owner He's supposedly selling. selling the team. First of all, I I think that that team will go upwards of six billion dollars. I know that the uh, the price range is around five billion, but you know, no one ever thought that the 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 Broncos would go for four billion. I think someone's gonna I someone's think, gonna overpay. I, I think yeah, Jeff Bezos is already talking about it. Just call it the Washington Prime. I know my my guy Jason <laughs> was tweeting that tweeting that out. But um, this is the worst year for Kirk Cousins with the Vikings. Surprisingly, they've had terrible terrible depth at the secondary. Uh, Washington has guys that can get downfield. Um, I mean, the Vikings are pretty much a mediocre 15th, midi, you know, middle of the run team in the NFL this year. Chase Young is practicing. I'm not guaranteeing that he's going to play on the Sunday. I'm pretty sure that we, the entire league would be on their heels if, if Chase Young was, was back and practicing after the, uh, the ACL tear that took him out last year. But um, the commanders just got rid of William Jackson, which was a big problem in their secondary. And um, to me, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to take Washington money line, but I'm, I'm definitely going to take Washington with the points on this one. Really just stronger on both fronts, especially on the defensive line. So I don't hate that. Now, I took Washington was on the no bet list for like eight weeks for me. Um, I yeah. put them back on it last week. They were actually my only win. Um <sighs> I don't know that there's something like I'm waiting for the shoe to drop for the Vikings, you know, like they're what six or six and one, they're six like, and one, six and I'm waiting for the shoot, like the yeah. shoe to drop, like where it is, like what, what's going on with nah. that. Like they just, dra- they just drafted, they just traded for TJ Hawkinson, which I don't think does anything for them because like, they're still just going to throw the ball to just really disappoints me. And we'll talk, we can talk about that Packers and lions game, but like the lions, why I, next thing you got to do is fire Dan Campbell. It's only in his second year, though. I I mean I I don't care. Fire Dan Campbell and then force the forwards who have ho- who have owned the Lions since nineteen sixty three to sell the team because like how are you a team that has this much force and this much this many like first second like uh, you know Agent Hutchinson and T J Hawkinson and all these instances. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Well, I, I do I get just, it. I, like, come on. I do get it. Like Goff stinks. Like, what are you going to do there? I mean, but like Goff doesn't stink. He's like, what? Like top 10 in the league in passing. They traded for him. It's just garbage time, but it's just, it's, it's disappointing. I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't think I, I think, I think I could take uh, Washington with the points. Nope. I'm taking Packers. I'm taking the Packers. No, I was talking about Washington against the against the Vikings. Oh, Washington against the Vikings. Yes. We're, um, we're jumping. All right, go. Wait, I, I, I'm going to take Washington with the points most likely. Um, and then after that, you just, um, if, if I'm telling you right now, if they don't cover, they're back on the no bet list. I'm telling you right now. I got you. What about a team that's on my no bet list is the Panthers. Oh, they should by seven and a half. Um, I feel like this is an easy hook. 
Bengals minus seven and a half, even though I still don't trust their offense. I still don't trust their offense. Um, Steve Wilkes and PJ Walker, they've, they've, you know, given a good little resurgence for, for Carolina over there. Uh, they got rid of McCaffrey Wilkes is a, a, a great defensive mind, but, um, I just think the Bengals are going to roll in this game. We're going to learn a lot about the Bengals this weekend, because usually when a team comes off playing a horrible game like that, they respond by playing a very good game unless they're a really bad team. And I don't think the Bengals are a really bad team. So I like them to come out and just like pound Carolina this week. Okay. All right. Me too. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to, I think the Raiders are going to continue to fall. Can I spit that out all in one sentence? Who they, who they got this week? They got the Jaguars. The Jaguars are one of the best teams in the league that we don't even know about. Um, they got a great early game script. The positive point differential in the first half. Um, I think they've shown a ton of potential. And I think the Raiders, like at this point in the season, it's like you got to watch them and the Bears for like a big quit potential. You know, like, like what like what like which teams are gonna just gonna be like, fuck this, I'm leaving. I'm out. They have that, they have that, they, they have, have that feel. They, they have they have the quit potential. So I'm taking the Jaguars in this one. That's another big uh what's big the spread? That What's that spread? One and a half. Ooh, the Jaguars are dogs. Jaguars are dogs. Give me the money line. All right. Money line. Jags money line. That's it. Easy. Easy. That's my bet of the week right there. <laughs> bet of the week. Yeah, so you'd probably take the Raiders. Yeah, right? no. Vegas Vegas is, Vegas is laying one, one and a half on the road. Oh, my God. I'm taking the Jaguars. That's okay. A, that's All an right. easy win. That's a 10-point win. Um, Bills and Jets is the other double digit dog. Um, I, I, I feel like all the clamps and the, um, you know, the guillotines are going to come out for Zach Wilson this weekend. I think the bills are going to smash the Patriots and the Colts. The Patriots are laying five and a half points, um, which is interesting. The total is at uh, 39 and a half. I'm almost thinking that this will be an over game with Mac Jones and Sam Ellinger. I feel like, I feel like a... the, 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 the over is kind of the play there. I feel like it's a New England defensive TD type of game. I mean, but like they're playing on the road in Indy. So, uh, you know, turf field and Indy stinks. Ellinger stinks. Frank Reich's got to get fired. They fired the offensive coordinator because they needed a scapegoat. That guy's got to get fired. Rams and Bucks. The Rams are traveling across the country to go play the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa is favored by three points. How far do the Rams fall? How far do the Bucks fall? I think the Bucks are a poorly coached team. Steve, what are your thoughts on this game? My thoughts on this game are that the media is going to hype it up like these teams are good, but both of these teams are Both these teams media, are terrible. Are, are, what do you both, mean they're going to hype it up? They're going to hype it up. They're I'm going oh, to debunk that right now. I'm telling you right now. People are going to be like, are you going to hear? Listen to me. People are like, People can be like, oh, divisional, divisional playoff rematch in Tampa, yada, yada, yada. Uh, eh, no, guess what? This, I'm sorry to say. This is going to be a terrible football game. I think the Rams are going to win the game. I think the Rams are going to – I actually think the Rams not only win the game, I think the Rams are going to win by, like, two touchdowns. Okay. Um, you know who I think is also going to be a big, big touchdown favorite? Is the Miami Dolphins on the road against the Bears. Uh, Miami is a four-and-a-half-point favorite here. Yeah laying the points they're scary now um they're real scary they're real scary we talked about it this on my last podcast go check it out we had a fantasy football expert 
Um, my guy Joe from Fantasy Analyst on Twitter and on Instagram. And he was talking about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Model, top five wide receivers in the league. I mean, sky's the limit for these guys. It, it, it's just, it is idiot proof. It's idiot proof for both of these teams. It's idiot proof for Tua Tungavailoa to step back in the pocket and to throw a terrible pass because Tyreek Hill can make you look real smart. Jalen Waddle can make you look real smart. They just got Bradley Chubb on a on a on a trade. Um, the moves that Chris Greer has made in the last week has just made him. I mean, outside of outside of uh, you know the guys over the Eagles, I I think that Chris Greer is is putting himself up there with uh, executive of the year. If the Dolphins yeah, can make the postseason and they can get, and if they can, if they can secure a one, two seed in the postseason, um, you know, Greer, Greer minus his, um, his jerk owner over there, Stephen Ross, who has been absent. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that Stephen Ross was, was fined a million dollars and suspended from the team. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's just been all on the rest of the mindset. And the, They're uh, going the, for intel- it. the intelligence of the uh, Miami Dolphins front brass. They're going for it now, which I like. They have to go for it now with the way the roster is built. The best thing to build a roster is to have a quarterback on a rookie contract. There you go. Well, of course, of course. It's like the best thing for a roster. But I think they're going. I think they're going to smoke the Bears this week. I just need to get this off my chest about the Bears. Yes, they could. They could have a resurgence. I'm just saying. I'm just get, saying, no, I think the Saints no. are the team that's going to have a resurgence. The Saints are a better team than you think. I'm still sticking by my guns since that NFC South, what the Falcons are the number one seed. All of those teams are under 500. I said this. I said the Falcons could, not the Falcons, excuse me. I said the Saints had the ability to be the better team in that division. Um, I still think that the Saints are a team who are playing the Ravens on Monday night. They're playing at home in the Superdome. I'm not saying anything about this game right now because, you know, we're, we're focused on Sunday. <laughs> they I'm, could win that not, game, though. Listen, listen. I'm not saying anything about this game right now, but they could win that game. Yes, Steve, you have you have agreed with me. Alvin Kamara is healthy, and that team is built very well. I'm not, I'm not saying that Andy Dalton is the answer at quarterback, but he could be. The Ravens have a bad secondary. Chris Olave is going to score. The Ravens, the Ravens are night. guaranteed. You want to talk about like the team against the spread that you want to bet all the time, and make cash money. The Ravens blow every lead. They're like the Vikings from last year. They blow every lead. Like uh, the the the, uh, the, uh, the every team that the Ravens play for them to cover, he's almost uh, an easy cash every Sunday. Yeah, no, I think I do like the Saints on Monday. Okay, I really do. So, um, who do you like in the world series? Cause maybe the next time I talk to you, we have, a I've been saying, I've been saying since the beginning, Phillies in seven. So nah. it just wasn't, it just wasn't realistic for me. Like, so people were like, Oh, like Philly won game three. Like they pounded them in game three and they're like, Oh, they're going to win in Philly. It wasn't realistic. It was never realistic to think that Philly was going to beat the Astros four out of five. I think four out of seven is more realistic. I think Philly's got something going. For them right now, um, also, I just – I know the Astros are good. I just think Philly's on this run right now, and they're – I know last night they got no hit, but I'll leave it at this. Philly's going to win tonight, and then they're going to win game seven. Okay. 
Um, is it weird that I'm kind of backing Mattress Mac? Did you see what he did? He went to Atlantic City and he donated like a thousand mattresses to uh, first responders in Atlantic City. Oh, that's awesome. I did not yeah. see that. He, um, there was a video where he went to Atlantic City and our buddy Tony Schwartz, who was on the pod filling in for you last week, um, he's a he's a Jersey Philly guy, and he was saying, "Listen, like Atlanta City, they need it. It's a it's it's a it's in a bad bad place." Yeah. And uh, Mattress Mac is a good guy. Um, he sat through and and sat through all the abuse and all the curse words from all the Philly people. He, he did. Um, I I just like part of me is just like, listen, like the Astros are a good team. I kind of hope they win. Um, just fair and square. I know. I know. I, I I just I just think that I what was the stat that I saw the other day that the Astros starting lineup nine out of ten of them had never worn another jersey in in um, minor leagues or major leagues like they're all from the system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all they're all homegrown. Like, listen, guys, like I think this is the time that we realize that the Astros are a very good baseball program. They're a very good baseball team, and they are driven and determined to prove that they are not cheaters. I think the Astros are gonna win the World Series. And um, I hope Mattress Mac takes home that 75 million. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my Phillies people, but bleep you. All right. There you go. <laughs> oh there you go. I mean, I guess we'll find out next week. So we will we will find, we'll find out. out a lot. We'll find out a lot more tonight because this is a swing game. So we'll see. All right. Um, Steve, are you gonna ride with my uh my pick five entry tonight on underdog? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. So dude, I fucking I cash. I that was I mean, it. you probably don't want me to. That's the thing. No, so. I do. I do <laughs> because I'm gonna win 10 times my money tonight, and it's gonna be major. All right. All right. There we go. Everyone, everyone be good. We've got big, big guests. Guess what? Mike Matnansky. Yes. Everyone in Boston, WEI, my former co-host at WEI, the Mud at Night Show, Mike Matnansky is coming on the podcast on Monday, dropping on Tuesday. And we got a bunch of other crazy big guests coming up this month. So stay tuned to the Bad Signal Podcast. We will see you all soon. And let me know how you do on your bets. Yo, hit me up. Be interactive. Twitter, Instagram, Bad Signal Pod. Send me an email at gmail.com. Still waiting for John from Scranton to set up that voicemail account if he ever does anything for this podcast. And as always, John from Scranton, you're fired. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Poor guy. No, not poor guy. Set up. A, where's my pod merch, bro? Come on. Hey, don't yell at me. I didn't know. John, no, John you got John, you gotta take that up. John, you John, you got on a monkey monkey merch? Merch boot.com.